you are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 40, A Lot of Happy Accidents, an interview with Eric Larson. Chicago. Criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that always fails to keep a promise. I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And unfortunately, our friend Raven is currently lost in Dimension X and will not be with us this uh, this month. He's um, <laughs> Poor Raven. Yeah, he's got stuff going on. He's he's moving both home and web servers and has got a ton of stuff to deal with right now. Is he going to throw up little Death Seed babies? <laughs> um... Oh, now I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's that'd be funny if he comes back and like murders us all. <laughs> um, yes, we are back with another special episode. We are going to later on have our own favorite Eric Larson on to talk about not only the Free Comic Book Day issue, but 203 and 204. So it's gonna, and a bunch of other crap. And a bunch I'm of sure. bunch of other crap. So we're gonna have a jam packed episode. So we are gonna try to streamline this. Uh, we've got absolutely no news to speak of. So we are gonna. We're just gonna get you to the goods. Yes. So we're gonna go straight to Craig's favorite section: interesting conversations. Take it away, Craig. Interesting conversations: a segment where we pose a selected listener question to the group and have a roundtable discussion about it. Uh, remember, send your questions and opinions to savagefincast at gmail Everyone who submits their opinion to either last episode's question or submits a new question or both. We'll be entered into a drawing to win a limited edition Malcolm Dragon t-shirt designed by our one and only Raven Perez, as long as he finds his way out of Dimension X. Um, this For this episode, we had um, Guy LeMay write in, and his question that was posed to our roundtable, which consists of me and you, Jim, is... Do you guys want to see all the girls have Malcolm Dragon's kids? That would be crazy. Three kids at once. What are your thoughts? Thanks again for an awesome podcast. Certainly so, would be crazy. So that would be Tierra, Maxine, um, and Angel. Yeah, and I guess we should say at this point, um, if you haven't read the Free Comic Book Day issue, you might not want to be listening to this podcast or you might want to hold on to it because it will be spoilers because we're going to ask questions to Eric all about the Free Comic Book Day issue. So anyway, um, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are um, I think that would be an interesting twist. I'm not so sure it would be long-term sustainable to have – Three more chosen one kids, plus Barry, plus all of Dragon's uh, and Lorella's kids. It's a lot of Dragon kids, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, my um, my prediction is that Tier is bluffing or something. Um, I predict that Angel 
either loses the kid or it's um, Daredevils. Um, and that uh, Maxine and uh, Malcolm will have a child. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to end up. I think there's going to be a lot of buildup. And I also think I'm going to be absolutely wrong because I never, ever guess anything right when it comes to dragon subplots. But uh, that's what I'm guessing. That's a that's a decent that's a, that's a safe guess. Um, I don't think I don't think Tierra's lying, and mm-hmm. I, I I a lot of people are saying that she's being she's definitely being manipulative. But I don't think she's lying because she didn't lie to Frank about the baby. I don't suspect she'd lie to Malcolm about the baby. Oh, that's right. She does have a child already she does. with Frank Junior. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um. That said. I think uh, what could happen to her is that she doesn't listen to Malcolm, and maybe she pays for it. Gotcha. I don't think Eric's going to want to saddle Angel with the kid. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think anything's possible. She does have a trip to Dimension X in the near future. Who knows where that's going to how, – how that may affect things. Just dump the kid off in Dimension X. It worked out for Malcolm, didn't it? Worked out for – yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> other thing. Once these kids are born – there's another Dark Lord kicking around somewhere, and someone's kidnapping dragon babies. Oh, and there's another angel somewhere that could take care of the kid. Mm. Anything's possible, I suppose. I think <laughs> being Daredevil's kid might, might, might. I don't know. I still want her to be with Daredevil as my, as my ultimate, my ultimate goal. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that all three of them having a dragon, having a chosen one child, would be interesting. But I don't think it's likely. Gotcha. Well, that's that. That's that. This table um, is rounded. <laughs> Guy, send your um, information over to us at savagefincast at gmail.com, uh, and we'll get you your Malcolm Dragon t-shirt. As soon okay. as possible. <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening, and uh, again – savagefilmcast at gmail.com if you want to chime in about this question and have your own opinion or if you want to send us a new one uh, feel free to do so we look forward to it um, we also have uh, actually a piece of fan mail cool amazing I know people uh, listen to us apparently besides get guy <laughs> uh, uh, Andrew uh, oh dang it I'm going to mess up your name dude I'm sorry day and Deantremont. Andrew Deantremont. That's what I'm going to stick with. He (laughs) says, hey guys, I was just listening to your latest cast and thought I'd put my two cents regarding Fountainhead. I think it was Craig who was scoffing, scoffing (laughs) at the idea of water being used for a weapon. But I think it is a totally legitimate weapon. Have you ever seen a water jet cutter? They're used for cutting through (laughs) solid metal. Something tells me that if Fountainhead had connected properly, Malcolm could have lost an appendage. I'm also digging on all the water towers Eric has been including in the backgrounds lately. When I got a commission from him in uh, New York City Comic Con last year, I specifically requested that the background have lots of water towers. I'd like to think I may have had some small influence on his newfound love of water towers. (laughs) Anyway, enjoying the... This guy really likes water. Yeah, keep him coming. 
<laughs> and then he attached a nice little his commission sketch from Eric from I assume the New York Comic Con, which has Dragon and at least uh, six seven water towers. Excellent. <laughs> People uh, request some wacky things for commissions. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Well, yes, I did scoff about it, and now I'm eating my own words, I guess. You are right. Water could be a pretty powerful weapon. I still think it's a pretty not, silly weapon. Not so but... much coming out of their face. <laughs> is that like tears It comes out of his face? Yeah, that's what it is. It's a... All right. Well, I can see that I guess I shouldn't have made as much fun of it. I don't know. I think, I think well, it's true that, you know, water jet cutters can cut metal that's very very like tightly shot water where fountainhead look more like a fire hydrant going off well i think it's even worse that you guys didn't even realize it was water yeah so, there there's that too we're all embarrassed about something <laughs> well thanks for writing in andrew yes thanks we do enjoy getting our letter getting letters when you know the first in four years <laughs> well that's not true we get plenty of yeah we get like hundreds, and we just yeah. you know, we only have time to read one. Gotta shovel or two. them into the furnace. There's just so many of them. We only have time to read one or two, so yeah, that's the way it goes. I'm sorry for you, 98 other people. So, yep, we're gonna get right into the meat of this episode. We are gonna listen. We are gonna get going with Eric Larson. Let's get to Let's it. Get to it. So we are joined with our good friend and uh, idol and hero, Eric Larson. <laughs> good Lord. Sorry, I, I got I to build you up before we tear you down. Thanks for joining us, Eric. All right, sure. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been a while since you've been on last. We had you back uh, when 200 came out back in December. So we thought it would be a good time to catch up. All right, sure. Why not? What the hell? <laughs> a lot of exciting things happened over the last six months. A uh, big one, of course, is the Savage Dragon Legacy Free Comic Book Day issue. Uh, how'd, that, yeah. how'd that go off on your end? I mean, uh, what, did it seem successful? Did you get a lot of feedback? Um, it's hard to know because there was no, um, there was no like, hey, letters page right in here kind of thing. So in terms of actual reader response in terms of getting mail, there wasn't that much of it. Uh, so in terms of that, that's, that's the usual gauge as well. People are writing in or they're not or whatever. And so it was like, wait a minute, maybe I should have put the letters page thing in there. So you didn't, but, you didn't even put your email on the inside front cover anywhere? Or? Yeah, I, did, I really did nothing. It was just, hey, this is a comic. It's, it's here it is. Uh, there was, I don't even recall there being any kind of intro or anything. I, I'm, I, I may have just screwed the pooch on that one. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think, <laughs> I think it was a good issue in terms of you got a lot of information through and it didn't seem kind of stilted at all. Well, that's, that was the attempt. I, I'm, I'm kind of too close to it. Uh, and, and on my end, it was like, I don't know, man, that seemed a little stilted, but um, hopefully that's how it came across to, to other people. Well, right, right. Just go, all right. Well, sure, I, I, did have a, I did have a friend of mine read it cold and I recorded it for the FinCast and he seemed to have gotten into it just fine without any any particular hangups, the backup he had trouble with because that had a lot of like details that went over his head, but the actual main story straightforward as far as he could tell. Okay. That's awesome. 
<laughs> Yay him. <laughs> so you got a few uh, new baddies in this issue. These guys that we're going to see around this Wrath character. Especially Craig's favorite, Hose Facer. <laughs> Fountainhead. Fountainhead, yeah. Yeah, I like those dudes. I got that. It's I, always interesting to just kind of... I mean, designing characters on the on the fly like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I I never work anything out, almost almost never, and so it's always like, all right, let's let's try something here. I had the name Fountainhead kind of coming into it, so it's like, all right, I I want to, I kind of like that as a name for a dude. But other than other than that, I wasn't really sure visually how that how that was going to work out until I did it, and then it was like. All right, well that's 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 pretty cool, and I, just kind of whether or not they whether or not they show up is really dependent on how good they look. Yeah, it's like oh I like that guy. Uh oh that guy's that guy's gonna last fifteen minutes. He's, <laughs> he's he's done. Are you telling me you haven't developed a whole backstory for the clown mask guy? Uh, Scarecrow. <laughs> there's there's. I'm just saying that Soundstorm came and went for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes that you just are like, I'm designing a one- Oh, that was not good. Soundstorm. Okay. Oh, was, that, was that a one-off? Uh, that, was a, that was like a one-off. The guy with the big ears? or Yeah, he was like an issue, I think, 24 or 26. One of those where I was just, I'm going to draw a million guys just to draw a million guys and <laughs> not have a million guys going into it, but I'm just going to fill this up with weird stuff and then kind of come in afterward and go, oh, I can make something of this and this and this, and this guy's got to go. <laughs> well, it, it seems like a, an effort, at least in the free comic book day, to, to, to make some kind of distinct baddies as opposed to the kind of ugly, unlimited type uh, mutant, kind of generic mutants, which you had on the original free comic book day cover, I believe. Yeah, Kinda. yeah. No, I, I think it's. Imp- I, I wanted to have it be something where you can, where you could look at it later on and go, oh look, this these few cool things came out of this. So that's that's neat. Yeah, um, there I, were there were definitely things where when I was uh, writing and drawing it, where I wasn't, where I was actually thinking it was going to uh, fall into place in the in the regular series earlier than it's going to end up falling into place ah. so there will be some dialogue adjustment uh when this actually runs as an issue of savage dragon okay i've got is to it, ask how far away do you think this is going to be so it's going to be like uh, it'll, it'll be 211 ah um, that is quite a way. initially i was uh the plan was for it to to come right after uh, Malcolm graduated and then, you know, but then it was like, well, he's, he's a cop. Um, if he's a cop, would he necessarily be running off to dimension X to deal with Mr. Klum? And that kind of seemed like that's, that's a, a dangling thing that's been sitting there forever. Do I just never address that? Do I have Mr. Glum eventually just show up um you know he's a dude who who took over the world at one point are we just gonna let him continue to to be in dimension x with uh this 
you know, this alternate version of Angel, is that just, eh, it's, he's fine there, let's just let it go at that. Or do I, do I address that, have him go in there and deal with that in some way? And then, it, you know, and then if it's like, okay, well, if I'm dealing with that in some way, then dialogue between Dragon and Malcolm, uh, they, they kind of talk about that a little bit, and that's not going to, it's not going to work so well. Right. He's, if that hasn't happened. That makes gotcha. sense. So. I mean, the other interesting thing now that you bring that up with it being in 2.11 is that, I mean, as we know in, in uh, the issue believe it was a free was it the free comic book day where we see yeah uh his girlfriend uh maxine is knocked up so yeah so yeah, that's, that's actually gonna be that'll be in the in mention in the book really really soon because there's no point in having that be any kind of a mystery a cliffhanger because it's already out there you know right 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 and i did mention when we looked at this book that she looked pretty far along uh in the free comic book day. So, you know, 11, uh, two eleven seems like a good enough time to get her that, that developed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's that. Um, I mean, there's, there's all, all, all sorts of stuff always comes around where you just go, ah, crap, that didn't work. That didn't work. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you do the, do the best you can with it and, and, and hope, hope nobody sweats it too much. You know, when the, the problem gets to be when the book, uh, kind of slips out of schedule. Yeah, right. And suddenly you go, oh, oh, she's been pregnant now for you know more than more than enough time. Well, yeah, and you have the real time thing going. Yeah, so. and that 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 is definitely where it comes and, and wreaks havoc on, on just my own sanity. So um, yeah, so I guess that's going to kind of screw things up a little bit because if you look at some of the your covers coming up, you have like Malcolm at prom and graduation, which now with the real time, does that, that that's going to be a little bit off, I suppose. No, it, it, it absolutely is. I'm sitting there drawing the, or trying to finish up this stupid proms thing. Now <laughs> it's like, well, proms don't happen in, in July or August. They right. think way earlier than that. So the book is already off course. Does that bother you, or do you? Kind uh, yeah, of just... it bothers. It drives me up the wall. Does it really? Wasn't it just oh, yeah. Christmas though? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's... it's like my Christmas was mentioned in like three issues in a row. You know, it's like yeah. it's all take place right around Christmas. That's because that's you know, even if you're spending a week, it's still like that's three months worth of stuff all crammed into just doesn't work. But but you just end up having to grin and bear it. Um, one of the things that I didn't mention in I think two oh four was basically that, that there are adventures that Malcolm has that don't make it into the comic. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I and I that was kind of something that I I, I think needs to be addressed to a, a certain degree that that just there's just no way that we can see his every waking moment. Um, the comic, as we as we read it, is is really the highlights reel of of what goes on in his life. His, and, his and, less you know, sexy like, adventures. Yeah, it's less sexy adventures. All this stuff that you go, okay, that we don't really need to see that. But there's also going to be a lot of 
there's also impl the implied other stuff that that characters can can meet between panels if need be. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff where Malcolm's at school and he's talking to kids, and you go, we haven't even really met that kid. Yeah, yet they're talking as though they're pals. Do we need to have an introduction to every single kid? It it's, it gets a little awkward and cumbersome right. to have every single person be, oh, hi, how's it going? I'm Malcolm Dragon, and this is kind of what I'm all about. Right. You know? and, and so a certain amount of that, I just kind of go, you know, screw it. There, there's stuff that's, that may not be that important at the time when they're introduced. Well, and I think we get that on a lot of, even since 200, you've introduced a lot of new villains and it seems like Malcolm kind of knows their name and kind of knows about them already. And I, as a reader, we kind of understand, you know, he's been working with the police for a while now, so he's most likely come across these guys and we don't need a, an origin of every bad guy. And you really haven't done much of that except for some main guys or you've given them origins, you know, a decade later or something like that, which I think is good. I think sometimes people get too hung up on that stuff. Yeah. I don't disagree. Uh, so <laughs> one of, one of the, the things with the, some of these newer issues and, and now with Malcolm on the force is that we're starting to see some established police officers, uh, like, uh, what's it? Jordan Gordon. who's kind of showing up. Uh, yeah. Frank Jr. Is that something you're kind of going out of your way to, to reestablish kind of a, a, a... Yeah, there's there's some of that. And some of it is just um, there's been a few different guys who I'll have drawn in backgrounds here and there, you know, just when cops show up. Right. It'll just be, okay, these will be the guys who always seem to be, you know, t palling around together or whatever. I, just, I like to have there be some kind of sense of, of familiarity with some of those characters and, I, and, but it doesn't always you know it doesn't always matter sometimes it's who cares it doesn't right. matter but other times it's like yeah why why not yeah it's always fun to have like those howard neisman characters or you know uh uh what's his name vic or uh yeah vic Nixon or yeah yeah ford or or any of those guys where you just go, oh, I know that guy. I know what that guy's about. And and just, you know, when he when somebody opens his mouth that you know, oh, yeah, that guy's an idiot. Right, you know, right. Or, or that guy's, you know, this way or that way. And, and, it, and it just becomes a, a better read for people who've been reading it for a while. And for people who don't, you, you kind of just get used to the program in that regard. Right, right. So one thing I forgot to ask, and we kind of went over it, was when you reprint this free comic book day as a regular issue, is I know the dialogue is going to change. Is there going to be anything else in it, like a, a backup, or have you thought about that far into it? Or I mean, something for someone that's already read the free comic book day to yeah, to I'm sure. I mean, it. there's always there's always some kind of backup um, for the most part. So th there's always going to be something. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I haven't really determined exactly what that will be just yet. New, but new cover. I got, I got time. <laughs> we'll have a new cover, you think? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So, um, 
I mean, the free comic book day for, for you know, a lot of it is just kind of your way of, of getting uh, newer readers kind of into it. But there was also some pretty new revelations for old-time readers, especially seeing the kind of dragon babies or the Krillian babies, however you want to <laughs> talk yeah. to them about. I mean, is this something where, and maybe, I'm sure you're not going to answer this because it's probably <laughs> for a reader to find out, but uh, guys like Fountainhead working for the Vicious Circle, or is this a whole different thing going on here? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> about what I expected. <laughs> Eric I mean, a lot of times it. it really just kind of it comes comes around when it comes around you know it's like nobody has a secret identity until they tell somebody their secret identity sort of thing right. and i know that that can be frustrating for people who are like who 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 want to know that sort of thing but it's not always that worked out right you know hate to no, admit. I, I think it's good that i i love subplots and you know that's a huge part of savage dragon through the years so it'll be interesting to find out as we go along yeah well I'll be, i'm sure i'll be going back and and rereading the crap out of that issue once it comes time to put it in place because there's gonna have to be some some adjustment that goes on there so um um shoot uh, other uh, longtime uh reader easter egg no wrong word uh, um Lightning powers are back. What made you decide to bring them back? Um, it, 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 it was definitely something that differentiated him from his father. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like, yeah, yeah, okay, what the hell. But why don't I just have more foes uh, be more invulnerable to that, you know, rather than have it that he just doesn't have this ever uh, um but also part of part of that was i didn't want the lightning powers themselves to be this legacy thing where he's got them and now his kids are going to have them and their kids are going to have it and stuff like that so really the idea was i'll take the powers away from him he can get girls pregnant now he can get his powers back, and his kids don't have lightning powers. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, I didn't even think about I it that way. About that. That is, that, it's a clever workaround. <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like it was something a bit cheap, but it, but it was like, all right, this is going to make it so that this works, and, and we don't have this, this thing. If it's, oh, everybody's got lightning powers forever, and that just becomes another part of being a Savage Dragon guy. It's like, yeah, I don't really want that. <laughs> so was that something that you had thought ahead of time? Like, it wasn't like a spur of the moment thing, like, hey, I missed the lightning powers. I want to bring them back. It was always kind of in your mind that you were going to bring no, them back. No, it's never, them. never, never anything is in my mind. <laughs> it's always like, oh, yeah. Oh, but wait a minute. Oh, this will work. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's just happens to work out that way and then it's it's a lot of happy accidents and it's this is all stuff i should never be saying to anybody (laughs) (laughs) at this point it's always giving me shit about that he's always saying no no everything's with intent you have to let people think that you've got it all figured out yeah there you go wants to think that you've made it up on the fly it's like yeah but 
Do you, but I did. <laughs> do you still talk to uh, Robert Kirkman often? I talk to, I, it's usually when things come up. It's not. Um, it's not necessarily you know everyday kind of thing, but when when he he reads a, a Twitter thing or I read one of his or something goes on, you go, hey, what what the hell is that all about? <laughs> you know, um, often it's him texting me going, hey, if you ever want to sell that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, now he's got the money to buy it all. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's bought a bunch of original art over the years. So yeah, you ever, uh, you guys ever bounce ideas off each other for your books or anything like that? Like I know, you know, Invincible is, you know, in the same vein as Dragon. Not a lot. Yeah. Um, I've, there's, I've got my circle. He's got his circle in terms of, of that. Yeah. Uh, when we're when we're together at a show, there'll be some of that, yeah. but it'll mostly be sharing rather than, hey, what do you think of this? Yeah, yeah. Um, if there's yeah. something that that I'm thinking of doing that is completely insane, usually there'll there'll be somebody or other that I'll go. Does this strike you as completely insane before I go and do it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I to. You know, when I think of everybody out there now, I figure at this point with, you know, as many issues as Invincible has out and as close in tone as it is to Dragon, he's kind of the closest kind of uh, comic creator on your wavelength, even though he's not an artist. He's just a writer, but still. Yeah. Well, he, he draws, actually. Um, he does. It's kind of, uh, yeah, it's it's he designed a lot of the characters that were in capes and, and designed some you know, at least did a first pass on some of the characters in, in Invincible. Yeah, yeah. Back back yeah. when Capes was a wrestling comic. Uh, <laughs> well, whatever it is. <laughs> a- anyway, uh, I was going to you Actually, speaking of Invincible and, and crazy things, they've got the Invincible reboot coming up, which in a lot of ways seems like his take on, like, the alternate reality type story, like Savage World. Uh-huh. It just I, I, don't, I really haven't gotten any information about that at all, yeah. so... Um, he he hasn't he hasn't shared it out with me. Ah. So uh, if it's if it's awesome, I hope it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I think it will be. I mean, Invincible is always a great read. It's one of those books I you know read in the car before I get home <laughs> when I'm at the comic Good. shop. Glad somebody's reading something like that. <laughs> I, I I used to be that way with with things, and and it's been a while. Yeah, I, I kind of bothers me that 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 it has been a while. Yeah, if it, you know, what do you uh, right now with the, the current books now? What are what are some of the books that give you that feeling? Like you, you want to know? There, there's nothing that really gives me that. Yeah, that, that really gets me like, oh, I need to read this this minute. Yeah, right. There's stuff that I you know I I still enjoy Invincible a whole lot, but um, and I I that's kind of a weird one because uh, um, actually with those. Books with Invincible and with Savage Dragon, we we see those from each other before you see them. Right, right, right. Um, because we're we we proofread each other's books. Yep. So uh, so we are we're always like, okay, what's going on here and, and what's happening there. Um, so it's so there's some of that. Uh, yeah, I, I just feel like Invincible is kind of feels like it's the last book of an era in terms of long-running 
superhero books. You don't get that much anymore. You know, if you want your fix, uh-huh. that's not Marvel or DC. It's it feels like it's between Savage Dragon and Invincible, where you have that rich history of they're, they're, characters. They're relaunching Amazing Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. What a shock! Shocker! <laughs> shock follows shock. What's your take on all that Marvel stuff? It seen, have you seen some of those new titles? It just seems like they're just throwing random people together on team. Like, seems like ten different Defender teams or something. Yeah. Like, I have yeah. no well, idea remember, what's going. Defenders on. TV shows coming out. Got to got to push those Defenders. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. It's it, just it's, so weird. All those books, you know, I, I all those books, and they need to make money, and yeah. that's kind of kind of what it is. It's it's you would think that Disney being Disney. Um, might just go. Hey, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter if the books make money. This is all, you know, seed for TV shows and whatever. So, right. have fun. Lost uh, leader. I don't know. Make it a lost leader and just. But they don't. They don't play the lost leader game. Um, it's like these books need to make money, and if they don't make money, then these books don't exist. Right. Um, which is it seems kind of weird to me. But that would be the case. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe they think they is. they can just get to that entry crowd through cartoons and whatnot now, or something yeah. instead of comics. Well, com- comics are well, Marvel comics are sort of hip right now, or at least Marvel characters. I don't know if all for as best I can tell, Marvel is being fairly successful right now with a lot of their initiatives. So they got to be doing something yeah. right. Something's working. I don't know. So. I read uh, the Entertainment uh, Weekly article, and I know, Eric, you reposted uh, some of Kirkman's statements on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them saying, if we keep on our current trajectory, meaning image, we'll take we'll overtake DC in less than five years. Um, is that something you think will really happen, or you think that's wishful uh, I thinking? Know. Or I, I think it's I think it, you look at it and go, that, that would be awesome. Yeah, but do I do I think I mean, it would it would take some stuff happening, like yeah. like DC I, continuing to eat itself alive. Yeah, it would take it would take DC continuing to do to be DC Comics, um, which isn't impossible because they've they've been DC Comics for an awful long time and done the same st- stupid stuff again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it would definitely take that, uh, and then it would. But kind of the, the, the thing for, for us is that, that it's, it's happening. Yeah. You know, it's just those people are getting frustrated with working at DC and they keep going, well, where else is there or, and where can I go where, uh, where I'm not going to get screwed, you know? And I think we're seeing that more and more because you look like back maybe 10 years ago and Image was kind of like a stock feedstock for the big two. Like they would go and pick off guys that were starting, you know, like Bendis and Kirkman and Remenda and the Luna Brothers, Tradmore and those guys. And now it seems like there's been a shift where some of these bigger names that were working at the big two are kind of – it's like – a. 93 all over again where you're getting the Vaughns and Morrison and Brubaker and Ellis and Millar kind of just saying, screw it. Let's, let's just go to yeah, image. It's just easier. It's, it's kind of nice that there's, there's no BS with this stuff. And it's like, you can just do this and, and everybody's happy and it's fine. It's I like, think, yeah. I think it also helps that you've 
Image itself has had a lot of hits over the last five or six years. And so yeah. Image itself is a hot brand. So having the Image Eye is like a draw now, as opposed to just kind of being the other publisher. Yeah. Well, what do you think's kind of been that big? What, what's caused the, the shift over? I see it as kind of starting when you took over as publisher, the wave kind of changed over and it's just kind of snowballed. You know, yeah, it's snowballed every year, it seems like. But I, I think really the the probably you know I mean certainly Walking Dad yeah but you, but when you get suddenly I think uh, um, Brian K Vaughn yeah. coming over yeah Brian K Vaughn I think that one was when people go oh it's okay yeah now it doesn't have to be this weird homegrown thing where it's it's image guys doing their own thing there it's other guys can do this stuff and it's fine. And they're able to get artists that, you know, some of these writers can get artists that can keep up with them. And I think that's key. You know, I think once you start, you know, taking too long between issues, you start to lose the fan interest. And I think Image Comics, have, you know, the, the creators have done a good job lately of keep keeping the, the output going, you know. I think standardizing the skip month has, has really helped a lot of that because almost all of your successful books – have a month they take off to get caught up and they schedule it instead of trying to make up ground when they get behind. Yeah. Yeah. I need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that was a lot of, you know, uh, the success that Kirkman had though was, you know, just dropping artists when they couldn't keep up or switching off. We saw that with walking dead with Tony Moore to Alred and, and, uh, Corey Walker and Invincible uh, to Otley, who's just become a beast. That guy is amazing. Yeah, that's that's helped for sure. And then, and then also just, you know, it, they're, they're good guys. And the guys that they chose to replace them with, yeah, those are, those are good guys too. And yeah. so the, those books didn't really miss a beat, which is nice for them, you know, because that, that's important. Charlie Adler's yeah. a workhorse. Yeah, he is. I mean, and, and both of them also, you know, when they started to to go, geez, let me. They, they both decided at some point we'll just use an inker because that'll speed up the process. Mm-hmm. And and I think in both cases that it ended up helping tremendously. At least you know, schedule wise, it helped a lot. Well, you had a good conversation. I think it was on Twitter about that too. How. You know, back in in the day, artists it was just a job, so they just you just kept pumping them out. It didn't have to be perfect, you know. And and uh, not that I, I don't think Al, you know, is it Alred from uh, not Alred? Uh, what's what's his name from Walking Dead? Uh, Charlie Aldred, uh, Ed, Edlard. Edlard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his stuff it's good and it, it flows and it's good art, but it, he's not trying to be like Arthur Adams and, and have, you know, no, nothing he's perfect. Not, he's and not it's, laboring over it. Like, a, like a crazy person. And you I, know? Think, it's, I it's, think that's what we need. He's really telling stories. And that's, you know, I think you look at, look at books like uh, preacher and you don't, you're not sitting there necessarily just drooling over the artwork. It's it does what it needs to do, but it's it's telling the story that that needs to be told. That was Steve Dillon, right? Yeah, that was Steve Dillon. But it's a it's that same kind of kind of thing where you where you just go, oh, okay, this guy's 
really trying to tell these stories really well yeah. rather than this guy's trying to dazzle me with his stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, it's different. And then you just have guys like Otley who just are just freaking talented. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't start like that either. I mean, he was almost no, like no, a, his first first couple issues were pretty shaky. They yeah, were. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he, about this move, Robert. And then suddenly he figured it out, and then it was like, holy crap! I read I read some of his like early self published stuff through like uh, Digital Webbing Presents about like a bike courier. That stuff had like a really exaggerated cartoony style. So when he came on Invincible, I, I it took me a while to jive with him, but he's definitely the artist on the book now. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. So uh I mean and just to tie this all in, you kinda I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, Eric, the, the Kirkman Bendis debate in two thousand eight at the Baltimore Comic Con when they kind of went back and forth versus, you know, creator own versus working for the big two. And <laughs> it seems like a lot of what Kirkman had said is, is ringing true for a lot of these, you know, bigger names. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool to see, see it all happening you know, and unfolding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it just, it just, at a certain point, it just makes more sense to, to own your own stuff. Right. Yeah. It just does. It's just, come on, man. I mean, how how do you even argue the other point? No, right. no. Well, really. I think the other point is you get paid uh, on a monthly, yeah. monthly basis. It's a safer bet. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, it's it's true. You're you're. It's a guaranteed whatever. But at the same at the same time, yeah, great. Yeah. You know. Right. Okay, right. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna work at McDonald's for the rest of my life because. That's a guaranteed paycheck, and starting my own restaurant's really risky. It's like, okay, that's, that's a hell of a life to choose for yourself. Well, um, as a partner in Image, are you? I know you're not a publisher anymore, but are you? Do you still actively kind of look at new talent and 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 push anything towards Image, or or try uh, to get some other guys that you used to maybe pal around? Not out? that much. No. No. Okay. No, it's really it's it's. Not my deal. Yeah, um, you know, let let those guys who want to do that do that. And I mean, if something comes up and somebody somebody approaches me and says, "Hey, I want to do stuff there. Here's my stuff. I'll pass it along if I think it, it looks all right." But yeah, it's not my gig, and I I really as soon as I was no longer the publisher, I I made that pretty clear that it's like this isn't. I'm not going to be doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Did you have uh, any involvement in getting uh, Eric, how do you say his last name, Kanete or Kanet? Uh, I'm talking about. No, no, I didn't. I wish. I mean, yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, I know you always kind of championed his work. and, and uh, Yeah, I was pleased as punch when he, when he came through and was doing some stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'll make intros when it's, when it's, Fine to make intros, and but yeah. I, that was one where they had already stuff was already going on, so it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> tell you, I, I love his that run, love, kill book he's doing, but those covers are killing me. It's like I know what you always say about like flashy cover, you know, trying to get someone's attention. It's like, man, you got a guy like Eric Canete doing the interiors, yeah, and then you have these. It's really I, I, 
I know that that it's probably this will be really distinctive, and it, and nobody else is doing anything like this, which is absolutely true. The problem I have with it is when I see issue two, I I'm still mentally going, do I have this? Yeah, it's all white. It's the same. Like yeah, and I, it's like God, I, that's not a. Ah, it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise that. Yeah. No. Um, but I wasn't part of that conversation either. So. Gotcha. So um, let's let's go back to the to the issue. We kind of drifted a little off course, but it was some good <laughs> conversation. Let's we kind of did the free comic book day to death. Let's talk about two hundred three a little bit, if you don't mind. All um, right. One of the things I think I was amazed by was, um, and this is not necessarily in two hundred three, but kind of ties in with it was how quick uh, the whole saga with uh, Dart and kind of Mako's blood and how she, you know, I thought that was going to be a key, a key thing, you know, a key plot of her being like half shark. And, and it was like, <laughs> seemed like it was done in an issue. Um, <laughs> it, it can be, or it can't, it's kind of a lingering thing now where she has the opportunity to, to get it back. Yeah. You know? I see that it kind of set it up that, that it's it's there if she wants to do it mm-hmm. um, and and part of her her old blood was was uh, tying tying in with the um, the little wise guys and that sort of thing which is immortality right you know? right so if you're sitting there going all right I gotta I gotta take the shark powers which help me escape from really kind of anything along with immortality it's kind of a kind of a tempting thing i would think well and the cool thing was kind of like the 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 dichotomy between her kind of the former hero dart and the villain mako which killed the former hero so she's like a mix of those two yeah kind of characters which was kind of a neat twist on it yeah i'm not i'm I'm not going to say it's gone forever by any stretch. I think if 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 nothing else, she's got to she's got to hit more of that uh, uh, kid blood if she still has a, a bunch of it sitting around. Right. You know, if nothing else, she's got to get the immortality back. But yeah, I think, but basically, it's like I don't really like having this in there. Um, but it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's really going to come down to what feels right for the character when the time comes. Gotcha. That's and that's often how things are with me. Where, um, not necessarily plotting things out way far in the future. I kind of think of of their lives as I think of uh, anybody's life, where all, all of us will go. Well, this is where I hope to go. This is yeah. what I hope to do. These are what my plans are. And sometimes my plans happen, and sometimes my plans fall through. I think that works out well for the reader, though, because you never get a point where you get a bunch of readers that have guessed, you know, your, you know, the ending yeah, of your yeah, plot no, or whatever. Absolutely, and I mean, it's just, it's just like me guessing what you're going to do tomorrow. I have no idea, you know, yeah. and it, and it's that's kind of how it should be, I think. 
mm-hmm. in a way for, for the, these characters is you should just be going, I'm not sure where he's going with that. I'm not sure what that character is going to do. Was a uh, reattaching Mel- Mel- Melvin Belko's head. One of those, uh, <laughs> I, I don't, let's see where this goes. Yeah. I just kind of, I just kind of want him to get, in increasingly more fucked up over time <laughs> so that every time we see him he's just got some other weird weird thing going on and just see where i can take that and see how how just screwed up he can get i was happy to see him back because it's like here belco 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 and finally we got to meet the guy behind it and it's like oh he's gone as soon as you met him and then i was like oh he's back all right that's cool <laughs> i also think that that it's 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 easier and more acceptable to to bring back characters like that than it would be to bring back somebody who go, oh, wait a minute, you, that guy was totally dead, and and I, you know, like I, I think it's kind of villains are always easier to bring back, or or some characters that are kind of iffy in terms of their moral stuff than if I get killed off. Yeah. If yeah. I kill him, you know, Dart, and then suddenly, and you know, the 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 original Dart, and suddenly had the original Dart showing up again, I think people would be like, "Wait a minute!" It feels that like was, a cheat. That feels like a super cheat. That's not right. Yeah. Whereas that kind of goofy character, you don't feel like, you don't feel like it's such a a weird dodge like that. So can we let's talk a little bit about Allison Summers, the new Dart? I think you know we might have some new listeners with the new free comic book day and people that might be interested in learning a little bit more. I know with, with the new direction, you haven't really focused more on the origin and there's no real need to, but so Allison Summers is the niece of Jill August who died from a punch by Mako. Her grandfather, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Her grandfather's captain Marvel, who was kind of, what's that? (laughs) Sergeant Marvel. Sergeant. I'm sorry. Sergeant Marvel. Sergeant Marvel. Who's like the, you know your version of Batman, like it's a great detective. Batman, yeah, like the dorkiest possible Batman. You mean well, the most that. awesomest? <laughs> yeah. And just so you know, for either longtime readers or new readers, how did Allison Summers get from where she is was as just you know the niece of the original and the granddaughter of Sergeant Marvel to the villain? And what is what is she looking for as a villain? What does she want? Um. I think all villains want uh, just to control and just to be, you know, to run everything. It's like, I don't, what was Overlord's end game? It's like, that was his end game. His end game was to be the guy who's in charge of the vicious circle, you know? And I I think with her, it's that she's, she's really, uh, she's, she's power hungry in in a very real way. And then it's like, this is this is my opportunity. I can run things. I can be in charge, and there's nobody who can stop me. <laughs> with I guess with Overlord and, and Antonio Segetti, I seen him as he was a mobster, and the freaks came in, and they were getting too powerful. So he had the suit built, and you know he had to keep yeah. up with. So he was, with he her, was a boss by necessity. He he had to. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think with, with Allison, it's it's more of a. She's just a bad it's, seed. It's more of a, you know, I don't think, I think there are people who are just, just assholes. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be 
that much more than that. There are certainly people who are out there doing terrible things, and you go, well, why are they doing these terrible things? Well, she, um, she with Allison, we can look at her parents and go, well, her her, her you know, they're they're alcoholics and they're yeah. at each other's throats, and they certainly didn't like each other very much, and it was very. She kind of grew up in a somewhat terrible situation, and then she got out of it by essentially finding out Sergeant Marvel's real identity and and then blackmailing him in a way to get it so that she could be trained by him. And then once trained by him, uh, she kind of got him out of the way. She's a bit of, she's a, yeah. bit of a psychopath. She is a bit of a psychopath, you for think? sure. <laughs> you know? But I, I also, you know, I think about, like, this the Spider-Man movies and going, do we really, did it help to get Electro's origin? Did it help that he was a, a quasi good guy and suddenly he, there's, he had something happen to him that made him into a bad guy. I don't right. think most people do that. I don't think most people have that change in them where they were like, I was totally a nice person. And then one day, one pivotal moment, awful day, now I'm a dickhead. <laughs> I think that's I think that's unrealistic. I think most people kind of come out fully formed, and they're either good people or bad people, just coming out into the world. And as time goes on, those those traits get emphasized, one way or the other. That's a good point. You know, that's that's my take on it. I I've in my dealing with people, I I just find that that's pretty much the case. You're, you're true to what you are. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, she was disturbed when she was young. So now she's still disturbed as an adult. She's just still working her way through, you know, whatever next level of being in control of her life is. And it just happens to be being in charge of the vicious circle right now. Yeah. It's hilarious when you look back and you see that she was like angels babysitter for how many issues. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the 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 timeline is really screwy when we get from this world to that because I'm not really sure that there is any reason that she would have been babysitting Angel in this world in this reality. Yeah. So while they can refer to her as a their babysitter and know her as that, I don't think she She knows knows herself as being that. And when we do these flashback things, it's like we're actually flashing back to a different world. This is we're not flashing back to the the world as we knew it. You know, when we did that that story that had sexy beast in it, you gotta wonder if she <laughs> if, like, if she'd have been just as messed up in in the other world as she is in this one. I am assuming that that yeah that 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 her trajectory would have been much the same. Um, and and for the most part, I'm trying not to emphasize. Hey, it's a different world, and hey, this is right, this. Right. Um, I don't know how many people find that confusing. I don't find it particularly confusing myself. I stopped worrying about I that. I thrive on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love alternate takes on the same character. That's why I always love the Savage World arc in general because I just love to have seeing one world flipped on its ear. I, don't know. Um, I thrive on it. That's why I'm really looking forward to the Invincible reboot arc because that seems to be what it is. And everyone else is going, "Oh no, reboot! Oh no!" And I'm going, "Yes, yes, thumbs up." 
I, I don't know anything about it going into it, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I just hope it's a good, a good funny book. So that's all I know. So, so yeah, um, I just wanted to bring this up just because I'm a big fan. What made you decide to depower Bob? Particular plan um, it, just, for Bob? it just worked for the story. Yeah. And and the, the back door was there. Right. So I, I didn't feel like, you know, that, that, that this is necessarily something where you go, this is this has to be this way forever. Right. He got his powers from, like, radioactivity or something, right? He's like, I can't. It's, it, well, his, his, <laughs> his mom is similar. It looks similar. Right. You know? So the so, powers are passed on. So if it's if it's a something where powers are passed on, and in our universe, blood is magic. Blood is magic. Well, you know, it's it's there. Yeah. So I guess it sort of segues into a question I've been I've been wondering the last you know while. Why have you been falling back on blood so much as like a as a cure all? Just um, just just because it makes sense. It, it just is it's, it's at this point it's been established right yeah. as this is this is what does this I think it couldn't get I think at a certain point you're gonna it'll be like okay enough already we don't need to see this anymore and at, at that at, at, at any point I can just be like all right I'm not gonna touch this for six or seven years the next shrinking ray yeah <laughs> that's not a, that's not a bad comparison <laughs> Is yeah, you know, you don't want it to be like uh, it runs its course. We get yeah, I don't want it to to wear it out. Yeah, uh, so so hopefully I don't. I thought it was cool that uh, Tierra gets her little force field uh, watch or bracelet. Uh, um, Maxine. Maxine, I'm sorry, Maxine. And uh, I, I think that's a good way of being able to keep her close to Malcolm without having to worry about her getting torn apart. Getting Debbie Harris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's that's something. It's like I I I do like her an awful lot. So I mean, part of this stuff in is is going to be okay. Let's find some ways to keep her alive <laughs> because it's, she could be she could be really dead really quickly in this universe because that's kind of how that works. Yeah. Uh, 203 was kind of a neat issue for long-time readers in a way. I mean, we've seen a lot of new characters come through, and 203 kind of was like, what's, you know, the best of what's left? Uh, you know, we get the Rogue Warrior appearance, we get, you know, Kill Cat and Kid Avenger, we see Arachnid, you know, a lot of old favorites, which we haven't seen in a while. Uh, yeah. Neutron Bob. Well, it's been, what's kind of interesting about it just in, in general is that, even though these are old, old villains for us, um, they're all new villains for Malcolm. He's yeah. never, he's never met these guys before. They're, they're as far as he's concerned, they're as, as new as, as Fountainhead or, or that freaking Scarecrow dude, whatever he's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and Killcat doesn't even know that it's Malcolm. He still thinks yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, Killcat's... Killcat's an idiot, so... Yeah. <laughs> He's great. He is great. <laughs> and then, of course, we get, you know, uh, Tierra, who I think kind of plays that great villain role. You know, I, not necessarily a villain as much as an antagonist, I guess, is, is the way to put it. And I always enjoyed that about, like, the older Savage Dragon, like, comics with rapture having like the jealous kind of girlfriend type which is 
kind of not a super villain, but still a source of consternation for the hero, you know, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be great to see where she goes. And we know in the next issue, she goes to, uh, see, uh, what's his name? Willie Wilson or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fun times ahead. Oh. I know there's there's times in the old series where you you kind of you got to the point where there were like too many characters, and I think you got a little uh, kill happy. No, not kill. I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say that you you kind of reel it in because there's too much going on. But I I always enjoy Dragon when there's like a whole ensemble of characters, and you know you're kind of skipping all over the place and peeking in onto different conversations, and you know you're running. You know I think. Dragon is the best one. It's got like four or five subplots going, and and I think we're kind of building towards that again, especially with, you know, where yeah, are we going with all these babies and. Yeah, it just depends on it. it, it it's it's just a matter of handling it deftly, yeah. so people aren't sitting there confused all the time, you know, because it's that the worst part is just when people go, okay, I, who are these guys and what's this all about and. What's going on here? I'm I'm totally lost. Um, yeah. You don't want to you don't want to have there be too much of that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not fun for anybody. But I think you, you know you've built on 200 and you you got a good or I should say maybe 193 with Malcolm's new entrance and it's kind of like a clean slate and now we're we're building it back to like getting a lot of good juicy subplots and it seems like you know things are ready to explode at the seams which is always fun. <laughs> I'm in. I'm having a hell of a time for sure. <laughs> I have one last question about um, uh, two hundred three. Is it implied that this is where Malcolm gets his lightning powers back? Yeah, with the blood transfusion. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't used them yet, but uh, I, I thought. Yeah. This, when he yeah. says this is the good stuff. I assume he's talking about the blood you 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 for you foreshadowed yeah. at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that's he's get he's getting his. He's getting his own blood back, right? Yeah. So it's not it's not his dad's stuff, and he was given it by by angels. So it's like, okay, it's 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 back. It's usable. Well, she she even says it. So it's old blood. So if you want your lightning powers back, there you go. So yeah, it's definitely stated. Yeah. So which, which brings us into two o four, which was a hell of an issue too. And Hey, you know, while we're talking about this, one of the questions I had was, are, are you still drawing twice up or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll, I'll be doing that for a, a while. I got a shit ton of paper. <laughs> it, it's, it's this enormous stack of paper. That's like, I, I'm not going to go through this quickly by any means. There's just, there's just way too much of it there. They, it's, it's, I buy it in pads. It's these huge pads, and then I'm I have to cut them down. Actually, uh, too big. There, no, there. It's it, it, there ends up being this odd dead space that's that's on them when when you, when you have it that big. So they're not like a three. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ratio. They're a different different shape. So yeah, cut they're, down they're, to the way, right. they're way wider than they need to be. Right. So um, yeah. I so rather than. I could I could either have them centered and have this this dead space on either side, or I could just cut it down, and I I chose to cut it down. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, Is there enough like to like make like bookmarks or like strips of scrap paper for sketches? Yeah, but I who gives a shit? Yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm not sitting here going, I'm all out of bookmarks. Um, yeah, <laughs> don't care. So uh, that's how that goes. <laughs> so this issue, there was a little bit of a, I, would, I don't know if you noticed it or saw it, but a little bit of internet flack of, on the whole uh, abortion kind of uh, dialogue. Did you see any of that? I'm sure you did. Um, I don't really pay much attention to good, that. Good, good. In honest, I, I mean, uh, and I, and I, my, my take on it is this, this, it's, it's not my recommendation or exactly. My, this exactly. is these characters talking. Well, and that's what, I, that's where it seems to come from. Like these people on the internet, like they act like this is, they can't yeah, understand it's, it's like, a character it's, talking. Do, do you get it? This, this character is, is 18 years old. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he doesn't necessarily have all this shit figured out yet. He's an ignorant teenage boy. That's, you know, it's <laughs> like he's, he's being insensitive in, in some ways for sure. Uh, but even so, he's also being fucking practical. You know, I mean, honestly, telling somebody, look, this is this is what happens with this stuff. Um, look out. Yeah. You know? And and he's got to have that same conversation with with Maxine. It's like, look, OK, this sounds awesome. Let's have some kids. But guess what? Here's here's the reality. It goes along with that. Remember all that crap that I told Tierra that that. Was, she didn't take so well. Well, guess what? It applies to you as well. Well, I mean, teenagers say stupid things all the time, and ignorant people say stupid things sometimes. I mean, what makes me think about, like, you know, in in the nineties, if we had internet like today, your your Howard Neisman character, you you would have, you know, all this outrage about the words coming out of his mouth, and it's just a character. He's supposed yeah. to be a bigot. Yeah. You know why? I don't yeah. understand the outrage. Well. Again, who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> who cares? You know, yeah. you got if you want some character saying something else, write your own comic. Yeah, you, you've got that opportunity, and if you can find an audience, good for you. You know, yeah. I'm I'm telling my own stories in these, and these are characters, and and they're they're not you. Yeah. I I guess it just bothers me as a reader when it gets bad publicity like that because this is. You know, it's it's a book that I love, and it's like here comes some schmo who's never read anything, but seen a panel, you know, taken out of context, ties it to the you know the guy writing it, and I've seen that happen on a few things. I think that Airboy comic, like something happened with that recently. Yeah, I was just reading about that. I didn't really. It's, it's like, you know, it's just like come on, it's it's so. I like like it seems like it just kind of rolls off your back, like of of you know you have Eric, you have a pretty good way of dealing with it i know the whole thing with um you know uh what you went through with that outhouse website and or whatever the mary yeah. sue website it's it seems like it, it's easy easily rolled off your back and as me as a reader it, it makes me angry and it's like well the thing too that you have to realize that there are certain people who are never going to be a reader yeah they're just that's just the way they are yeah this book has existed now for 23 years Right. For somebody who to to who is essentially saying, I've never read this book before in my life, but now I'm really never gonna read it. <laughs> it's like oh, fuck you. You know, yeah. really yeah. who gives a shit what, what you have to say. If you're if it wasn't for you in the first it, place. It, it yeah. was it wasn't like they're sitting going, Wow, I really 
I've always wanted to read this book and now I'm kind of bummed out. It's almost always somebody who's making some bold statement about, about how this is the way things ought to be and blah, blah, blah. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's like this people making arguments about this costume or that costume, whatever, you know, I mean, Jim Lee gave Wonder Woman pants and then the, because of internet outrage about, that sexist costume that Wonder Woman wears, and then as soon as as he did that, then there was another backlash about what the hell is she doing wearing pants? <laughs> she looks, he looks ridiculous, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's a cool costume. And so then she wasn't wearing pants again. Yeah, when it's when it's like less than two percent of maybe the readership, or you know, one percent. That's actually <laughs> or it's just people who just get outraged on on stuff, and people do. They just they just want to have their way, and want to say what they want to say, and, and it's like that's that's fine. But if you're never going to read a Wonder Woman comic, no matter who does it, then shut up. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, Everything is for you is, is another thing that people have a tough time coming to grips with. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's that. like, they're, they're, I'm never going to read a, a Harlequin romance. That doesn't mean I'm going to be out there yelling and screaming and saying they should never publish Harlequin romances. Publish them all day long. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't yeah. affect me one way or the other. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's just, it seems like it just... Over the past year, it just has been real crazy. I don't know. Hopefully, it simmers down. <laughs> but, or it's uh, just, that'll, that'll keep things interesting, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, back to 204. I got to say, there's this one panel that I thought was <laughs> one of the coolest panels. And I know you probably don't have the book in front of you, but you probably know. It's the one with Dart. Just kicking Killcat in the head. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I love that panel. That panel is so awesome, and <laughs> it seems like every kind of you kind of rework how you draw like long hair every kind of <laughs> bunch of issues or whatever. And and what you're doing with the new Dart's hair, it's just like it's so cool how fluid. It kind of kind of like you can feel like it just whipping around when you're when you're reading it, you know. And it's it's kind of neat the the what you're doing there. It just uh, I really enjoy that. Yeah, I, I I enjoy drawing her a lot, and and what there always ends up being inevitably some panel where I where I'm going, that's cool, and I've never seen it before. I've never seen that, and then, and and after after I drew it, it's like that just seems like kind of an obvious shot. Yeah, you know, it's really it's it's really straight on, and it's 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 a cool angle. And it's powerful, and yeah, I've never seen anybody do that before. And those are the kind of things where I kind of feel like, oh, okay, this is this, it's still worth doing this stuff. There's there's still stuff to find. There's still stuff still comes out that that I haven't I haven't seen or haven't done. You know, I haven't done it all. Yeah, no, Wait. and I, I think you're really kind of it's it's like. Uh, uh, I won't say a renaissance in your work, but like with the new Malcolm character, I think it's really showing in your work that you're really enjoying it. I think on 203, I remember you had posted the panel of Malcolm uh, punching uh, Kid Avenger, and that was like something you had never 
you know, a pose you had never done before either, and you were yeah, no, it's I, that. you know, it's it's kind of cool to to do this stuff and where you go. This I don't know where this came from, but that's kind of a neat shot or kind of a, a neat idea, and and it, and I, you know, I, that's what I feel like. All right, I'm 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 still okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we get not that I was super concerned, but definitely also I think. Um, doing stuff at the the bigger size the way I am has kind of opened up some stuff like that that I might not have thought of or done otherwise. Gotcha. It's, it's kind of interesting just how having a different space has has changed things in a way. Yeah, yeah. I personally really like the panel where uh, Angel is chucking Malcolm into the sky. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I think that's got a really good sense of uh, uh, motion and energy to it too. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think as a, as a reader, you tend like, to okay, that, that that worked out cool. You, um, te- you tend to forget how strong she is, you know. So it's good to be reminded. Yeah, she could fling this behemoth, you know, up to the twentieth story of a skyscraper. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that's kind of. Fine. I, I like that where he's just he's just suddenly up in the up in the air. Um, just different different st- stuff. There's a lot of sort of weird recurring gags. Like every time somebody whacks into a building, it's it's always back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is or why that amuses me, but it does. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, the little hand scribbled spack. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. I for whatever reason, it amused me to reuse several people's signs in here. There's a there's a thing towards the end of the issue where they're sitting around in a diner, and that mm-hmm. diner is from a an issue that uh, that John Workman lettered. So when it oh. says diner, that's John Workman's lettering. Oh yeah. When they go into uh, uh, gossip rag, that that lettering is from Tom Morzachowski from from one of the, <laughs> the one of the gossip rag uh, things that was in one of the issues, you know. So it's like, oh, this is this is kind of this cool thing. I've got all three of these letters in there, and and my terrible spack as well. So it's like, here's here's all the all, all Savage Dragon letters represented in this issue. <laughs> I think your Boom Pow Tacos makes an appearance. <laughs> is it this issue or the issue before? The issue before, yeah. Yeah, haven't seen the toilet paper in a while though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's been a bit. Uh, yeah, I like those kind of things. Just, yeah, just little running gags and different different character bits and and stuff like that. Um, you know, I always I I love writing Maxine. She's just I like having them going and seeing the Avengers: the Age of Ultron and her just being so enthusiastic about. Being able to be one of those people like spoils things for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting the tickets. <laughs> so I, I thought it was real neat to see some of his old Dimension X gang, like uh well, I guess just Peter and Mark, but always cool to see those guys, which are of course uh the uh William and um Rita's uh kids. But yeah, if, you know, from another dimension. Yeah, and longtime readers still remember that you know when those kids were conceived, it was Dragon who was inhibiting uh, yeah. William's body. So 
I mean, at this point, I don't see how there could ever be an explanation in the book to like Malcolm or anything. There's no one there that, you know, or dragon that really understands what happened. Will, will, will that be a subplot that's ever kind of explained or is that just a, <laughs> I would assume that at some point I'll, I'll just get around to it, but I, <laughs> I kind of feel like, you know, that I get around to it when I get around to it. Yeah. It well, it's, it's awesome. Necessarily have to be there. You know, right away. Oh, I got to tie this up. Yeah, right. You know, it's like the the uh, thing with Wildstar. Yeah. And how long did it take to pay that one off? Yeah. You know, you know and it's a cool thing to longtime readers. It's always like, hey, I know why that guy's kind of messed up. In a way, I know how that yeah. guy's messed up looking. Well, it's you know, it's it, cool just to have different characters that that drop in where you go, wait a minute, I I, I totally recognize that face. I know where that guy's from. Yeah, yeah, one of those coming up in the next issue where you go, where you'll go, oh wait, that guy. Nice. What's he doing there? Don't oh, don't, don't forget hey. the Johnson twins are also dragon babies. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in a way, but in a you know, way, it's kind of. I, I don't know. I know. I just found. You know, I don't know. It was just one of those things when there, there's so many babies, and I just thought, wait a minute, they were also conceived all dry. Do they count. <laughs> Do they count. That's, I, you know, it's one of those things where I have to, I have to keep planting new, new generations and new, new guys in here, or, 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 or the book doesn't work. You know, yeah. the book has to have that, that yeah. thing where there's this constant, these new characters are coming in and these new characters are, and these other ones are getting older and this is happening and that's happening. So that's been been fun. It's cool to see like Darnell and PJ as well. I mean, we hadn't seen them in a while and yeah, PJ has gotten shorter. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, he's really tiny. This issue. He's like, I do this occasionally where I won't, where I won't actually be referencing things that I've drawn earlier. And then I look at back and I go, yeah, he's gotten about a foot shorter than he used to be. And he's like, like the Gary Coleman of the high <laughs> His gag is that he's immortal, so he doesn't age, right? Yeah. So he's always this big. Well, although I would assume that if he got, if, if he ever uh, got any of the freak out stuff that he could just, he could age. Yeah. You know, because that would be go that through would be puberty in half a minute. Yeah, well, it's like, <laughs> or would he just start aging from that point? You know, I and and it's sort of a question to anybody. It's like if you had the choice of staying eleven years old forever and being immortal, or or aging, you know, what, what would you go with? And it's like, geez, I don't know. It would kind of be cool to be able to live forever. At the yeah. same time, living forever at age ten, not not the most, so cool. not the most ideal. <laughs> well, that that kind of brings up a question that I, I forgot to ask. And I was thinking about was um, so dragons five ten, and you see him in a lot of side by sides of Malcolm. Malcolm looks taller. How tall is Malcolm supposed to be? He's six foot four. Ooh, oh wow, he's quite tall. Yeah. So no one's gonna mess up anymore, like. <laughs> yeah. No. All those people who's always drawing him way, dragon way too tall. Now it's now he actually is, and then well, it depends. Some of these panels he looks shorter than that, but but yeah, he's he's considerably taller than his than his dad. So he's six three, six four, something like that. Cool. So no longer this tiny little dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, his girlfriend's tiny. Everybody <laughs> is tiny compared to him now, but very yeah. Cool. But I I wanted to have that. I wanted to have there be some some contrast, and and that just goes on. You know, my one of my sons is taller than I am. The other one is not. Um, but it's it's just sometimes that happens. You know, if you're if you, uh, Rapture was not short by any stretch. He was for what what five eight. She's tall. Right. She's taller than Dragon, right? She is. Or, no, well, Dragon's five ten. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. got a fin. Um, but she was she was fairly tall. She was not taller than he was, but at least in the in that ballpark. So she's tall for a woman. And then you you add that to dragon, and suddenly it's like, oh, this this kid's going to be taller than you are, and that just that just happens. It's the way that works sometimes. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it is it, neat though to have that. You know, let's try something different this time around and make them taller. Yeah, it'll be it's, it'll be interesting to see, you know, in the future just how how Asian looking is will will Maxine and and Malcolm's kid be. Oh, so it is his kid. You just uh, yeah. given a sport. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she's, she's not. There's nobody else in the mix in, in that regard. Um, but it'll be, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I like, I like playing with, playing with this stuff and, and finding new and interesting ways, things to do with it. I'm, I'm still having fun. Yeah. And that's, that's what's cool. important. <laughs> Well, that would that be like, well, I guess Malcolm will be so Malcolm's kid will be like African American, Asian, and alien. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I figure that the 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 dragon parts of it kind of don't get diluted, so that that they're always going to be as strong as as the guy before, because that's kind of how it worked with the with the alien race. Right. Oh, so yeah, I got you saying, so it won't you know? be like more human than alien. So yeah. So we're not going to get to a point where like the yeah. next one's like, Oh, I'm, all, I'm only Spider-Man level. The next one, I guess I'm daredevil level. But, but you could have <laughs> used that to say like the electric powers just kind of keep getting weaker and weaker over time where like this right. next generation yeah. is just, they little tiny spark. No, no, no. <laughs> There's not much going on. With you this. won't have a little Paul dragon fin. Yeah, I guess that would be kind of, that would be kind of fun to do. Um, I've I've been toying with uh, not doing um, not doing the funky feet next time with the next guy. Oh, well, there you go. That would be more of like the human. You know, it's just okay now that now that it's three quarters human being. You know, it's maybe three more toes. Two- yeah. Does that bother you that he, that you made him with only two toes afterwards? Or? Yeah, I kind of shouldn't have. Well, he's cut, his, no... cut his legs off enough. Maybe they'll grow back with five toes. <laughs> well, why does that bother you? Can I ask that? Um, I don't. I don't know. I guess it, it's actually. It just. It's. It's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird, freaky thing. I, I kind of liked it in a way because, you know, at least for the original dragon, even Malcolm, I mean, they're, they're handsome guys. So it's kind of a way to be like, well, you still got this kind of funky thing about him. <laughs> you know, it's like, so you mean the fin yeah. on his head isn't enough. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it is neat. Yeah. But I'm, but I don't want to, I don't really want to get the, the t- tiny, tiny fin. I don't want to do the Paul dragon. <laughs> yeah. 
This had kind of sucked. Probably the best. But, um, yeah, and so we get, you know, Willie Williams is back in the picture again, who's a great character, kind of takes over for our Richard Richards in a way. Yeah, he's, he's just local. Like Slimeball. So, yeah, he's he's a fun guy, and he's he's back. He'll be back for a little bit, and then yeah, he's one of those those kind of characters who will be in and out of the book and back and forth, like like a lot of characters, you know, where they're just they're in it for an issue or two, and then they're gone, and then they're back again, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I know one thing I was talking um, to some people about, and we were discussing like costume redesigns and I talked to Jim about it too, before the, the show. Uh, and one of the things with Savage Dragon, you haven't really done many costume designs. You've done a few out of necessity, I think with like the two different, um, angels, you know, just the kind of minor tweaks with the outfits. I think, you know, brainy ape, but that was more because Corey Walker redesigned him. Is that something that you just, I don't ever feel like doing or just, um, just depends on the character. Some, I think, well, this is, it's kind of a cool look anyway. And yeah. so, you know, keep them that way. Yeah. Others, you know, like when, when Dragon was, when, when Emperor Kerr was around, every time Emperor Kerr showed up, he was wearing different clothes. Yeah. But that would have some of the other characters wear the same thing every day. Yeah. So it just, it just kind of depends on, on the character and, and how much they're, their visual kind of established their identity. He gotcha. remember he did redesign Mako that one time. Yeah, yeah that's right. That was pretty cool. All the all the shoulder tubes had to go. He had, he, had, he had that weird shoulder pads and the metal stuff going over it at one point, and then there was the the seventies kind of uh, the, yeah his jagged his tiger shark outfit. Didn't he have like Namor shorts once too? I'm sure. He did. Um, did he? I thought he wore like the 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 Namor like onesie yeah. with the with the chest bared or I can't even remember I know what it's called. I I, I know that it, I know at one point in my pre-published comics he used to wear that 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 was his his deal. Yeah, I think you might have done that too in the newer. I think he probably of all your characters have had the most different. Yeah, costume change. And then he had the wife beater and boots. Yeah, and 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 uh, Vic. Gave him a uh, costume in in uh, Freak Force. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They wore, wore just, <laughs> Who would have thought? So yeah, he, he got to have a couple different looks, but also he's very distinctive looking anyway. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, it doesn't really matter what he wears. It's like putting a sweater on the thing. Yeah, you're yeah. still gonna go. Okay, well that's the thing because he's got that going on. I could probably. Uh, switch up double header and have him wearing something else, and you'd go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, you He's did that with clearly double header skull face. He got a couple of redesigns, yeah, which were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. so I guess there have been some. Yeah, it just depends on the on the characters, you know. Like, and some of them, it's like, well, I I thought I did a, a pretty good cutthroat costume. Yeah. I'm not going to come up with a cooler cutthroat right. costume. So right. I. Just, Am I redesigning for the sake of redesigning, and now the characters are going to sh- show up looking lamer than they were? Yeah, uh, and part of our conversation was, you know, maybe you know we see more redesigns in other comics because you have different artistic teams on it, and like if you were going to redesign a new costume, why don't you just make a new character? You know, if you're going to put that much effort into, 
you know, make it a whole new costume. Yeah. You would well, just make sense. There's that. It's like I, I can just do a new guy if I want to do that. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I could go either way on some of it. Yeah. You, uh, you mentioned your sons have, uh, I know I, I, I ask you this every once in a while, but have your kids ever kind of taken your book and given it a serious read through and, and giving you any feedback on it? No, not at all. Yeah. Huh? They're not at least a bit interested. No, no. And it's, it's kind of, it, I, I'm fine. Totally fine with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I kind of like that. It's dad's. Your yeah. thing. Yeah. My dad works yeah. in a paper mill. I don't ask him about what it works like. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, that's fine. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I don't, that doesn't bother me in the least. Yeah. Usually bothers me more when a relative does read it because that's like, shit. I can't, I can't get it. going to read the sex, can't like the threesome it. issue. Now he's going to ask some uncomfortable questions. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have that. Can I read issue 200? Uh... <laughs> Or two or whatever. Yeah. Two, the follow-up. Yeah, that's right. That's it's like, right. Oh, geez, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. yeah, whatever. Has that um, happened before? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point. At one oh, point, gosh. Uh-oh. <laughs> But whatever, you know, you just go, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's what an artist... This isn't necessarily for you. Right, right. Like everything else. It's like, and and that's fine. It's fine for somebody, for there to be a comic book aimed at a different reader. And it's, this is, this is kind of aimed at at somewhat older readers. So, uh, if if this isn't something, if this is going to make you uncomfortable, maybe you ought to... Not be one of those guys reading it. <laughs> so I had a few more questions before we wrap this up. I think we're we're getting there on time. I don't know if you have a couple more minutes or uh, sure. Um, one of the questions is: I know there was talk a while back, maybe a year ago, about the Savage Dragon Companion Volume Two, and I just didn't know if that ever was going to go anywhere, or that kind of just petered out, or um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how far along anybody ever got in terms of writing that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know that the book it, there there was sort of like the, when when volume one came about there wasn't a wiki. Right. Yeah. And now there is a wiki, so it's like there's all that information is available. Be available. On a regular basis, just, you can get that. Just print it out, point. staple it, bag and board it. So, and and they don't. It's not like it's a. I don't know that it would would pay for itself. Yeah, gotcha. So then it then it becomes, uh, what are you doing this for? What who does this benefit? Um, and I don't know the answer to that. I don't right. know that it really benefits much of anybody. So it sounds like it's kind of risky at this point to, yeah, to put would, something out like that. Yeah, I just think it would be a, a lot of effort on people's parts, and I don't really feel like I need to have people do a lot of work for no reward. Yes, yeah, gotcha. 
you know, I mean, if I solicited it, everybody got their stuff and, and then the numbers came in. It's like, well, this isn't going to, there's no way this is going to pay for itself. Yeah. Then that's terrible. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> and it's like you did all this stuff and now it's not even going to see print. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. That's good points. Um, this is kind of a fun question that we had talked about in a previous uh, FinCast, and I'm kind of interested in seeing what your take would be on this. So if the market was like it was in 1993 again, when you know you could pretty much put anything out and you would you know, get decent sales on it, with today where, where the comic book is at now, what – what kind of offshoot book would you like to see like a uh, Savage Dragon offshoot? And if you could pick a team that, you know, you would be able to afford to pay them who, what would that team be on the book? <laughs> Not what I expected. <laughs> Way to put him on the spot, Craig. Yeah. yeah you can throw and some tough questions always, here and there. So was a, Hey, wouldn't it be wonderful to, you know, it's like, put, put Kirkman and Otley to work on, on doing a book for me for Grand Allah. You know, I mean, yeah. but it's anytime you, you start doing that sort of stuff, then then it's okay. Now you're not doing something else. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like I, I would like to see Eric Canetti do some stuff with, with my characters. I'd like to see a lot of these, a lot of guys who are doing a lot of cool books mm-hmm. doing doing stuff. You know, it's like, geez, man, there's some there's some good guys out there. But if they're doing that, then they're not doing something else. And I kind of like their, their something else's that they're doing. Um, yeah. I think at, at this point, it would kind of make some sense to do an SOS kind of book. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, they exist. Um, and they're not. And it's sort of there's these implied adventures going on that we don't really get to see. Um, So that to me makes sense. I'd like to see more deadly duo stuff. Um, And that's, I can't, you know, super Patriot. If, if, if that worked Um, and some of the, I, I don't, I don't know that some of the others even make much sense. Like I know stars out there somewhere, but at this point it's like, the dude's got to be old, you know, let's <laughs> yeah. just face it. Even if he was 20 years old when he started, he's in his mid forties now. Yeah. Right. How, how long is he going to be sitting there kicking ass? You know, at, at this point I don't have, I don't really have William and Rita out there doing superhero stuff just because I feel like they're going to be past the point where that that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know? going to throw your back out. <laughs> that would make a hell of a comic. I, I, I'd buy a Savage Dragon Present, Presents book. Yeah, but you're not everybody. I'm not. And you're not, <laughs> and you're not enough people. But it would be 1993. Everyone would. Yeah. We'd all love it. 1993. All <laughs> you know, continue. I would have continued Freak Force if, right. if things worked. Yeah. Um. But they didn't. Where so. would that be now? Yeah, who knows? Do you look back at some of that stuff now and be like, "Well, oh, I canceled that book because it only sold, you know, thirty thousand copies yeah, or it something." Only, it only <laughs> sold ten times what everything else. Did. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's crazy, but in that in that case, uh, Vic was ready to yeah 
he didn't want to do anymore. And so it was like, okay, am I going to find somebody else who will do this? And will it be any good? And how much of a headache is this going to be? And what were the, what are those numbers going to be like? Yeah. I just like, you know, this isn't, it's not, it's just taking up too much time anyway. So some of those books though, is, is funny when you look back though, and it's like, you know, we're going to do Ninja Turtles in black and white because we're not going to get the numbers or, you know, Vanguard ethereal warriors or whatever, whichever one it was that was in black and white. And it's like, you probably look at those numbers that it sold then. And you're just like, my God. Yeah. Amazing. There's, there's, there's still better numbers than, than we're getting on stuff now, but, um, it, it's the math still didn't add up at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've, we've found ways to make that math work a little better than it, than it used to. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Um, we, uh, we recently saw on Facebook and I don't know if it's recent, I guess within the last six months, there was like some kind of real quick image that was put up of somebody in like a savage dragon costume. I think it was like a wrestler and I'm not big into wrestlers, so wrestling, so forgive me, but it looked like it was something of like a little savage dragon, either short movie or something. Is, is that something you can give us any details on or is that, uh, just... really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. It was worth the try. Yeah, I, I... There's just certain certain stuff that I'm like, all right, I'm not really at liberty to. Gotcha. Fair enough. Talk, to try. <laughs> about this, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's there's weird stuff that goes on. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> just put it that way, and just go. You know, sometimes people want to do things that are. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know what to say, other than we'll see what happens with that. Nice. You know, I hope to see more of it myself. So cool. And uh, we always ask this, but any uh, any new updates on the Ant comic or anything else in the pipeline that you can share? Or um, at, at this point, I'm I'm just I'm I'm so under the gun on on Dragon Dragon, and I've got some I've got a harebrained scheme coming up on on. Savage Dragon, and hopefully will work out. Um, Ooh. <laughs> well, it's a, a really weird kind of, um, I mean, people are doing these special variant covers for this or for that. Yeah. Um, I, I've been going to this uh, hamburger place in the East Bay called Oscars, and uh, I'm talking to the owner about possibly doing an Oscars variant of Travis <laughs> Dragon, which would just be here's, here's Malcolm and Maxine at Oscars and hanging out, and then an adventure happens, and then <laughs> do, do a cover that's exclusive to this hamburger joint. Nice. It's like okay, that'll be really weird, but <laughs> and then people will be able to get it for me at conventions, or whatever. But anyway, that's, that's something I've been been kind of kicking around with him and he seems like he's into it but we'll see what happens yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's shutting down he's he's uh he's it's gonna be like a salad joint or something <laughs> uh, something like that's happening it's i mean the, the, the owner's basically to a point where he's like i've been doing this for this many years and i've that's enough yeah and now you know, some I corporate don't salad place don't moves need in. to do this anymore. <laughs> and then he's He's totally, I mean, he owns the building, so yeah. it's, 
it's you know somebody else coming in. It's not like they're driving. It's him not out like they're sure. pushing him out. Yeah, uh, he's he's deciding. I don't I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah. which is fine, uh, but it screws me up. <laughs> have you been Have you been working out of there a lot recently? Or? Yeah, I, I work out of there pretty much every week. You just buy like a burger and sit there for a few hours. Yeah, yeah. He's totally. He's been totally great, and just just lets me just kind of hang out for a while. And do you, and do you get any gawkers? Yeah. Uh, occasionally, and there's there's times where I'll I'll you know have people over. And it's like, hey, I'm going to be at Oscar, so come on over and we'll hang out. That's so cool. there's it's fine, and there's there's really a, there's a middle period where it's where it's you know, lunchtime and there's a, and there's a rush, but I'd be sitting there eating a burger at lunchtime anyway. So yeah, and the rest of the time, it's not like it's so terrible that I'm taking up the table. <laughs> so where are you going to go when they close <laughs> back to Starbucks? <laughs> I don't know. Cause, cause I've got, um, I mean, I, the, what, what it is is that I take my son to school in the East Bay. Yeah. And so when, when, uh, when it's my turn, uh, then I, that's where I go, um, and then my wife takes them the rest of the the rest of the time. But she needs a break; she can't do it every single right. day. She's like, "Can I? Can you just take them once a week so I can go swimming?" Yeah. It's like, "All right, fine, no, let's do that." Um, so I assume you're not drawing twice up at Oscars. Oh, I am. Oh, yeah. oh really? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Does it take I'm, up the whole table? <laughs> um, it's yeah. I mean. It's, it's it's a sizable piece of paper, but it's not as crazy big as as you think when you actually start putting it on on real furniture and real tables. Yeah, it's like okay, you're you're taking up a good size hunk of that table, but there's still table left over. Um, you're you're still fine, uh, so it, it works out. Um, but yeah, that's the size I work at this point, so that that doesn't change just because I'm sitting in a coffee shop as I did today or um, sitting at Oscars as I, I, I'll be doing tomorrow. He draws that big on airplanes, at cons. I, I don't draw this big on airplanes. Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. It's, it is actually too big for an airplane. So when I do some traveling, which I'll be doing later, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to work things. Um, I may just be sitting there doing layouts for issues or, or something just so that I've got something done. But yeah, it's, it's, it's too big. And I'm, and unless it's a, a local convention, I don't take the artwork to conventions either, just cause it's, it means packing. It means, uh, I would have to check my baggage yeah. Um, and I usually don't check my baggage when I travel. Yeah, I don't blame you because I may lose it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if you lose it, you lost, you know, your 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 livelihood or yeah. your your the work that you're working on. Definitely. It's like, well, that's no good. So if if I can do work on the plane, and I love going traveling because I usually do get a lot of work done on planes. Uh, but that's that's more difficult when you start doing this. Gotcha. And I, I think just lastly, um, congrats on your, uh, exhibition. 
at the Cartoon Art Museum. That must have been a thrill to see your kind of art, your lace work kind of hanging up. It is kind of cool to be able to do that because not, not everybody gets gets to do that. It was, it was kind of interesting or weird that that we just had an image expo mm-hmm. and um, the after party was at the Cartoon Art Museum. Oh, was it? That's awesome. <laughs> and, you know... Here's my art up at the Cartoon Art Museum. It's still up? Yeah, it's still yeah, up. Yeah, it got extended, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like, oh, that's cool that it's there, but it's kind of weird that it's there <laughs> at the same time. The, what, why it, is that? Well, just because it happens to be an image image stuff, and then it happens to be the image yeah. expo. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting there hanging around with a bunch of people around your art, <laughs> my art. It's like yeah. show and tell. And it's, it's a little, it's a little unusual in, in that I'm usually when I'm there, I'm usually, that's not usually what's going on. Well, and it's kind of neat. It must be neat just to kind of see people's reaction when they're kind of looking at your pages yeah, and it's up there it's, like fine art, you know, it's I can't believe how big this is. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got stuff from, uh, Twice up pages. It, it really, like, yeah, it's it runs it it's all over the place. It's like there's some stuff that's that's old, and then you know it starts with issue one, and then goes all the way to issue two hundred. So it's kind of it's all about the the whole series. So it's specifically Savage Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's, it's not in your Marvel stuff or any. Uh, no, no, just no, Savage no, Dragon. No, Interesting. Yeah, it's it's that. And so, it, I mean, it's kind of cool that, that it's 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 all that, and then, but it because it's because it's running the whole thing, and because it's it's all two hundred issues, uh, or a representative sampling of two hundred issues, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, there gets to be big and small, and you know, here's this change, here's that change, here's here's how things go from here to here it's, it's kind of neat yeah it's is really neat so i think uh we've uh we've talked to you for quite a bit and i'm sure you want to go eat your dinner it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to be that time yeah it's gonna be that time i want to uh thank you for joining us it's always awesome to have you on and to pick your brain yeah it's great to have you on eric yeah guys i mean seriously if, if, at any time don't don't feel like you're imposing here because it's like, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't get that at home. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of dragon talking on here. So it's, it's kind of nice to be able to have there be some of that because th- there isn't a lot of it around here. Cool. So cool. we can bring you on as our fourth host. <laughs> there you go. I'll, be, I'll be asking questions of your other dudes. <laughs> so really, what'd you think of me? Huh? <laughs> I was cool, right? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again, and uh, you know, it's like I said, it's always a pleasure. Oh, all right. Oh, one oh five. Anytime soon. Real quick. Um, I'm still working on it. All right. I'm not. I'm not it's not done. So good. Um, Being three weeks late on one oh four to two oh four isn't gonna kill us. <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah. It's sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't work out that way. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm working on it now. It's, it'll be wrapped up here 
very shortly. Cool. Well, and then on to the next one. So looking forward to it. Looking forward yeah, to it. Too. <laughs> All right. Well, All thank right. you. Take care. Sure. Talk to you later. See you. All right. Bye. Bye. It's always good to have Eric on. Definitely. I think that's, of course, the highlight of doing this. Doing this is getting to talk to the man himself, getting to pick his brain. Yeah. Always fun. I mean, what, where, where else, you know, what other medium can you sit there and, and talk to the creator of, you know, the work, you know, like you can't do that with TV or, you know what I mean? Have a podcast. It's definitely a lot harder. Yeah. And, yeah. and the access we get is we're spoiled really. Yeah. 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 Um, lucky. lucky us. Um, so next episode, we should be talking about Savage Dragon 105. And unfortunately, 205, 205. I keep doing that. <laughs> and unfortunately, we don't have uh, Raven and his tossed tones to, to serenade us, but I will do my best. Savage. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Savage Dragon 205. All hell breaks loose at the senior prom. Short and sweet. Thank God. Was that part of the solicitation? No, no, that was that. Was. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, prom. Yep, it's prom. You see, what's that? That cover's got like Malcolm in a suit, like jumping on top of some mutant-looking guy, right? It's got a really weird. Well, I say weird. It's got a really like pastel palette. Like a muted pastel. Like, like mauve. <laughs> mauve. No, it should be a good issue, especially with all the what's going on in uh, 204. A lot of stuff going on. And if, ne- if the next few covers in a row are anything to go by, uh, things are going to be pretty interesting for a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's about time to wrap this uh, episode up. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Well, hopefully we'll see you guys again within the month within with uh, 205. 205. See you later. See ya. The Savage Fincast is a member of the Gutter Trash Podcast Network, which can be found at guttertrash.net. The Savage Fincast is part of the Comics Podcast Network, which can be found at comicspodcast.com. Also, find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash savagefincast. Fincast.